find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to the Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network, a lo-fi sci-fi audio theater anthology series made for late nights and strong drinks. Join us monthly as we broadcast a pirate signal across time and space, featuring stories, songs, and frequencies from a rotating list of voice actors, writers, storytellers, and musicians. If you're looking for high-quality science fiction, skin-crawling horror, and other genre fiction, listen to The Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network, now available wherever you get your podcasts. The Ugly Radio. See you in the void. Welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Blinka. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Bad Axe is brought to you by the Podmoth Media Network. Check out Podmoth for more great podcasts. You can support the show and get around two years worth of bonus episodes over at patreon.com backslash Pod. You also usually get ad-free early episodes, which is pretty cool. And there's a link in our show notes, membership start, at just one dollar you can also support the show for free by leaving us a positive review and by telling a friend about us now on to today's case yay as you have noticed i can sort of mostly talk so yay yay today we are going to palm harbor florida palm harbor is a beach town on the gulf of mexico just outside of tampa with about 60,000 residents. It's got some definite small town vibes and it's less touristy than you might expect for a beachside city. Back in February 2019, 64-year-old Palm Harbor resident Linda Roberts was struggling with a secret. Uh Uh-oh. Life hadn't been easy for her over the past couple of years. Linda who worked as a doctor's office receptionist, had just been dumped with her by her boyfriend, who shall remain nameless. And she had lost someone very close to her back in 2015. Oh, no. Her marriage was on the rocks as well. Probably because she had a boyfriend. <laughs> Probably so. She's going to speculate. Yeah, yeah, that, that usually is a bad sign for, mm-hmm. for your marriage. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly not a good sign. Yeah. Usually your spouse doesn't take kindly to you having a boyfriend on the side. No. No. <laughs> no. Not not a sign of being happily married. So, yeah. She's not always having the best day. But there was something else happening. Because at night, Linda faced the worst thing that she had ever done. As she slept, a figure crept into her room and stared at her in bed. Holy shit. Chills would spread along her body as she lay frozen in fear. She knew it was a dream, but it felt so real. 
<laughs> oh, okay, you got me there. I was like, I was like, damn, we skipped, we skipped straight to the murder. I was like, damn, all right. Mm. <laughs> night after night, the man came to Linda. His presence in her room, a kind of judgment. It wore on her, and she slowly lost her resolve to keep a deep, dark secret. One day, she finally decided that she needed to tell someone about the man. She needed someone to know what happened every night when she closed her eyes and fell asleep. Then, on February 12, 2019, Linda finally confided in someone about her awful nightmares. She called her ex-boyfriend, who had just ended the relationship. Also, at first I felt bad for her because this is February 12th, and I was like, this guy broke up with her right before Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's a dick move. But then she had a whole-ass husband, and I was I no longer <laughs> felt sorry for her. I was like, Linda, like, you're not, like, what are you doing, hon? All right. Anyway, she asked him to come over and talk. She needed him to comfort her. For whatever reason, the ex-boyfriend drove over to her house. They sat down to have a conversation. Alinda told him all about her frightening dreams and how they weighed on her. Who was the man haunting Linda's dreams? I'm sure all of you want to know. I do want to know that. It was her father, Anthony Tomaselli. Anthony Tomaselli passed away four years before Linda told her ex about her nightmares. He was 85 years old. Oh, wow. Anthony loved his kids. He had two daughters and a son. And he had been close with Linda. Anthony made the best out of his golden years. He lived in a small grayish-blue condo located at 530 Nottingham Close in Palm Harbor, Florida. It looks a lot like a single-family home, but it's like several houses all in one big house. Kind of like a duplex, but they call it a condo. He went down to the beach to watch the sunset as often as he could, and he had shared his home with a long-term girlfriend. During the day, they watched a lot of TV, including The Wheel of Fortune, and at night, he enjoyed a vodka diet Coke. It's his favorite cocktail. Wow. And he said prayers in both English and Italian. Oh, how fancy. He's very old school. Very old school. He lived a good life. However, things started to take a nosedive around 2015 when his living girlfriend passed away. After losing her, he found that life as a widower just wasn't as satisfying. But at least he had his two daughters to keep him company. At the time, Linda Roberts was 58 years old while her sister, Mary Beth Tomaselli, was 59. According to the sisters, Anthony snowballed downhill after his girlfriend's death, forgetting things and struggling with confusion. Come to think of it, they suspected that he would be better off in an assisted living facility. They'd even made arrangements for him to move into one. But Anthony absolutely refused to go. Absolutely no way, no how. He was going to remain in his own home just like he always intended. The argument became more critical for the sisters when they learned some upsetting news. Anthony had a mass on his lung, meaning his cancer had likely returned. Oh, shit. Yes. Linda and Mary Beth, as it turns out, had no desire to nurse him through his illness. To them, he'd officially become a burden. Oh man, that sucks. 
I mean, why are they going to act like that? One would wonder. Yeah. I mean, don't... don't. I mean, I'm sure that's hard, but I mean, shit, you know, that's your dad. Yeah. I feel like there's a definite overlap between his living girlfriend passing and then being like, this is too hard. Yeah. Because the girlfriend probably was there to kind of do a lot of stuff for him. I mean, they probably did stuff for each other, but you know what I mean. Like, the daughters probably didn't have to worry about him as much whenever he had a girlfriend there. But now that it's just him, they're like, oh, no. Yeah. We have to help more. Yep. The father and daughters were still arguing about the facility when Linda and Mary Beth went to their father's home on March 6, 2015. Shortly after their arrival, Linda called 911 to report that she just found her father deceased on his couch. When the medical examiner received Anthony's body, they noted his past history of cancer and the fact that he was 85. Based on those factors, they declared his death natural without doing an autopsy, and time just continued ticking on. So, why was Anthony Tomaselli haunting his daughter's dreams? It was simple, Linda explained to her ex. That's when she told him, quote, I can't take it anymore. I killed my father. Well, we did. We did it together, unquote. What? Holy shit. I did not see that coming, though I probably should have, but still, I did not see that coming. That's like a whole telltale heart situation over here, except yep. for dreams, I guess, and yes. hauntings instead of heart, heart, heartbeats. Yes. So maybe it's not exactly like that. It's a lot like it. It's a lot <laughs> like it. The ex-boyfriend surreptitiously turned on his cell phone at that point to record the conversation. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah. he ain't going, no. He ain't going down for that. No, he is yeah. not. This dude is on top of it. Yeah, this Points. guy is um, definitely in front of the show. Uh, we don't know his name because he has asked, he remained, he's asked to remain anonymous. Um, and not just because I, he's not afraid anything will happen to him. Honestly, think he's, I honestly think he's embarrassed about something that's going to come out in a minute. But, yeah, he was like immediately like, Okay, I'm about to narc hard, and I need some evidence. Right. So he turns on his phone's video camera, which is really quick thinking, because I feel like it's, I'm not sure where people record things on their phones, but video is always, like, a really easy place. So that's what he did. Plus, that way he'd also have video. So if anyone had any questions, for sure Linda was the one who was doing this talking. Soon, Linda explained who the we were. She and her sister, Mary Beth, had killed their father together. Linda admitted that on the night of March 5th, 2015, she and Mary Beth crushed up some sleeping pills and mixed them into their dad's vodka Diet Coke cocktail. They thought that he'd go to sleep and never wake up. But they were wrong. Wow. Yeah. So the sleeping pills just made him groggy because Mary Beth had put too much alcohol in the drink, which lessened their effectiveness. So he was, like, mostly asleep, but still very fidgety and also, like, kind of breathing hard. So, Linda and Mary Beth decided to move on to plan B. One of them grabbed a pillow and pressed it into their father's face. But he still had some fight left in him, and so he was able to swat at them and push the pillow away. That's when they went to plan C. 
According to Mary Beth, it was Linda's idea to take the next step. She says that Linda told her, quote, We have to get a washcloth and put it in his mouth, and one of us is going to have to hold his nose. What? That, yes. That is devious. Yeah. Why, though? Mm-hmm. Linda even said, or one of them said, we need to finish what we started. So... But you don't, though. You really like, don't. You can really just change your mind and yeah. not do the murder. And just being serious, since he's asleep, like, they probably could just gaslight him in the morning and be like, what? You were dreaming, Dad. That What a weird dream. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying you should gaslight your relatives, but also if it's like, murder. yeah, if it's a choice between do I need to continue with this murder or can I gaslight this person, maybe gaslight them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and also probably get some help. It. Yes, yes, Because, yes. like, you should not even be this far into a murder plan. Absolutely. But regardless, these two were very dedicated. So, Linda grabbed the washcloth and shoved it in her father's mouth, blocking off his air. Then, Mary squeezed, sorry, Mary Beth squeezed his nose so that he couldn't breathe. But still, Anthony did not go easily. He fought against his daughters, trying to save his own life. But he wasn't strong enough to unpower both of them, unfortunately. Especially not with the sleeping pills in his system. I believe that Linda actually held his arms down to make it easier for Mary Beth to keep hold of his nose. And he finally gasped his last breath. Man, that sucks. This poor guy. Yeah. Like, nobody deserves to get murdered. Especially by your kids. I know. Like, this dude, like, raised them. Like, he... Pay for them to be alive. Yeah, literally. And then they fucking murdered him. I know, that's so fucked up. I feel like that's the meanest... I, I don't... I just feel like that's the meanest thing whenever, like... I mean, unless your parents are evil. Because, like, sometimes there's, like... Some of these parents are, like, serial killers and shit. Like, that, they're different. But, like, the regular <laughs> parents who get murdered by their kids, it's, like, extra sad because... Yeah. Yeah. Reasons that are obvious. It's very sad. Yes. Yeah. So when he finally expired, Linda and Mary Beth tucked themselves into bed in their father's home. Wow. With his body still splayed out on the couch. That is cold. I know. That's cold as ice. They is... slept in the house with their deceased murdered father. Man, how do you how do you sleep at all after something like that? Being fucking crazy. Yeah. Being a bad person. Yes. No conscience. Although she has the scary dreams. Although we'll find out some more information about the dreams. Yeah. Okay. Disturbingly, though, this one's even worse. They weren't the only ones in the house that night. What? Yes. So one of them, it accounts differ. Mary Beth or, or uh, Linda. One of them had an adult daughter named Lauren, who was 41 at the time this all happened. And she was staying over at her grandfather's condo that night. And they dosed her with a sleeping pill so that she wouldn't catch them murdering her grandfather. Wow. Yeah. That is so messed up. I know. They could have easily killed her. Like, what if she was on a medication or something? Yeah. Like, don't give people sleeping pills. I know, right? That's messed the hell up. Anyway, I just feel bad for her. Like, oh my God. I would so be so mad if somebody gave me a sleeping pill like that. Mm Mm-mm. Anyway, so they did that on top of everything. That is wild. Yeah. So both sisters woke up super early the next morning on March 6th. And they got up early so they could stage a scene to make it look like they stumbled upon their their father's body on the couch and then tried to save him with CPR. Barf. I am barfing in my mouth right now. Yeah. This is disgusting. It is disgusting. 
is they wanted to look like they were like heroically trying to save their dad, which is some bullshit. Exactly. So after they saged this, it was Linda who called 911 at around 5.50 a.m. And she told them that they had just walked in and found his body and they had tried to revive him with CPR but failed. Police officers responded to the call along with the ambulance because, you know, that's just good form. You have someone who's supposed to be deceased. The cops show up just to make sure everything seems to be on the up and up. Maybe not their best day, but they tried. Uh, They separated the sisters and asked them what happened. But because the sisters planned this, they had matching stories. They both said that their father fell asleep on the couch and they later found him not breathing. They tried to revive him, but unfortunately he was too far gone. Yeah. So the cops were like, well, this sounds like the same story. Both of them have the exact same version of events. And uh, this is an old guy. And then the medical examiner was like, yeah, he old. And also he had been unhealthy in the past when because he had bowel cancer before. And they were like, this seems like a natural death. Nothing to see here. And nobody suspected the sisters who were, you know, in their late 50s at this point, almost 60 years old, to be lying. Authorities quickly released the body to his family, and the sisters actually had him cremated. Of course they did. They had to destroy the evidence. Oh, yeah. So even if someone started to suspect something wrong, it was too late for anyone to find proof of what they did. They were home free. Right? Wrong. They should have been until she had some bad dreams. She got some hauntings going on. He came back from the other side. He was like, fuck that shit. Yep. That was exactly what he said yeah. in English and Italian. No, no. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't know how to I'm say fuck that shit in Italian, but I'm pretty sure he was doing that. He was. Yes. He was over there standing over her bed, being like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah. Is that is that your your Italian vert? Is that your Italian impression? Look, this, he also had a hand movement. You guys. <laughs> look, this is why you're the actor and not me. Okay. Like, I don't know how to do accents. Oh, right. All right. Look, well, don't judge me, listeners. Don't <laughs> judge me. I have. I, there are things I'm good at. This just you're good at a lot of things. This just isn't one of them. I don't know. I think uh, you're good at a lot of things. Okay, and including this most of the time. At first, it seemed like they might still get away with it, even though Linda had told this story. Because even though her ex-boyfriend had her on tape confessing, he wasn't sure if what he did was legal or not. In fact, he was kind of nervous that he might somehow get in trouble for taking this tape to the police. He thought it over overnight, but in the end, he had to make sure that Anthony got justice. So, he took the tape to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Department the next day. While there, he explained what happened, as well as his relationship to the victims. Because he wasn't just connected to Linda. Oh, no. Was he dating the other one, too? Oh, my. Oh, wow. He had dated both of them. (laughs) That's why I think is the real reason he wants to be anonymous. Because, like, that was, like, the headline that people were going with. Like, man who slept with two, with both sisters, like, reports them for murder or whatever. And I'm like, what the heck? Okay, so this is what happened. He had actually dated Mary Beth first. But their relationship was just a fling to him. But while he was dating Mary Beth, they had actually met at a bar, by the way. She introduced him to her sister, Linda. And apparently she was someone that maybe he could commit to because they had a longer-term sexual relationship. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week. 
bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. <laughs> yeah, so this dude dated both of these sisters. Wild. Yeah, and I have to feel like this caused some later, like, kerfuffling because they don't seem to be like each other's... Um, best friends i guess after this like they seem to be in cahoots during the murder part but by the time it gets to linda's confession it doesn't seem like they really have each other's back as much and i just feel like it has something to do with this guy oh i'm sure yeah also like i really wish they would have told us who he was because i want to know what he looks like that he's macking on all these <laughs> like i'm just trying to figure out like it also i don't know just the whole story is wild to me like that that's the wildest part like it's it's crazy enough that you have these two like older sisters that are like by the time they get caught like four years after they're in their 60s so they're like oh like everyone also the other head like half the headlines are about the guy that slept with both sisters and the other half are like this is just like arsenic and old lace these older ladies killing people or whatever but it's just wild they almost got away with this crime and then they get caught because they're both they both did it with the same guy who's like Oh, hell no. I know, right? Yeah, so he's like, this is where the line is very much. Like, I'll date sisters, and one of them's married, but I'll be damned <laughs> I'm not going if down I'm going to keep that. this murder secret. <laughs> Legit. Yes, which is nice. Guess Go is. team this guy. Yes. So they had dated for a while, he and Linda, by the way, before he decided to break up with her. Later on, whenever he was talking to the authorities about this confession... He told them that he actually suspected, he actually suspected, sorry, that she confessed to murdering her dad because she thought that he would feel sorry for her because she was so upset over it. And he thinks this was like some kind of effort to get him back and like make him feel bad and like, like she needed him because she was so distraught over murdering her dad. And I actually wrote in my like notes, I was like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, that there was no chance in hell of that working. Yeah. This guy's over here like, mm -hmm. we are never, ever, ever getting get back, back together. together. Aaron's over here. It took me a minute to figure out what song you were doing. Thank you for that Taylor Swift um, cover yeah. there. Apparently, I had to have all the impressions today. Aaron's just, he's making it happen. I'm making it happen, y'all. Like, I've unleashed Aaron. Yeah. That's awesome, though. But I will say that... This guy was definitely channeling Taylor Swift because he was never going to get back together with her. And also, I feel like this kind of shows us that something might be wrong with Linda because, like, <laughs> normal bit. people would know that crying and being like, I'm so, feel so bad. I just, my, you know, I, I committed murder and it was wrong. Come give me a hug. Like, no, most people are not going to be like, oh, you poor thing. Yes. Let me hug you, murderer. Yes. And, and be. You know, get murdered myself. Like, I no. can't believe how sad you are. It's so sad to watch you be sad. Anyway, this is what he thinks what she was trying to do. And it just kind of tracks with some of the other stuff we know about her. So, I don't know. Maybe he's right. Now, unfortunately, despite the fact that the boyfriend had this great recording, there was a bit of a snag when it came to arresting the sisters. Because the ex's recorded confession was not admissible in court. 
How come? I it might be because she didn't know she was being recorded. Although that's not how wiretaps work. I'm not exactly sure. I think it was because it wasn't like approved or something. Yeah. So regardless, they were like, we really can't go to court with this with just this recording. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to have the ex boyfriend wear a wire and then go talk to Mary Beth and see if she would corroborate corroborate Linda's story and maybe also confess. Because at that point, they'd have both of them on tape confessing. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, so despite being nervous, the ex agreed to secretly record Mary Beth. A few days after the initial confession, the ex-boyfriend went to go see her, being Mary Beth. And while they were together, he said, quote, Your sister told me what you guys did, unquote, hoping to bait her into confessing. Now, a savvy criminal would be like, what are you talking about? Do you mean about how we both bought Christmas presents for the blind or whatever? Not that it you need to buy Christmas presents for the blind because right, they're doing but great, but you know, some, I mean? some good thing that they yeah, did, like oh, like how we yeah. like helped people. No, she immediately like freaks. So in in according to the ex boyfriend, the comment startled her, and she quote looked like she'd been hit with a ton of bricks unquote. Then Mary Beth, who apparently. Did not think to lie. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want them to get away with it. But, you know, it's like... You might as well try if you're going to... I don't know. It's, yeah. just, it's just like... It just it feels easy, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. Regardless, she launched into her own confession. In her version of events, she put all the blame on Linda. Also the girl that stole her boyfriend. So, I'm just... I'm not saying that she's not telling the truth. I'm just saying that she also has a reason to lie. <laughs> but she said that it was all Linda's idea to kill their father at the same time she did admit her own role in the crime which would made her just as guilty I mean in her own version of events she's the one who held her dad's nose closed so like that's pretty bad on March 5th I'm sorry I think it's May 5th is what I meant to write 2019 authorities arrested both Linda and Mary Beth for first degree murder Leading up to trial, Mary Beth made a deal with the prosecutors to testify against Linda in exchange for a reduced sentence. Mm-hmm. There it is. I feel like this is also further boyfriend-related revenge. Because, I mean, like, if your sister still is your boyfriend, don't you have to tell the police that she murdered someone? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's a rule about that. Probably so, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm joking, but, like, you I know. Mean, I mean, like an unwritten rule, it's you like, know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I don't blame her for being, like... And also, Linda's the one that got him in trouble in the first place. They should both be in trouble. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, I can see where Mary Beth's like, ha-ha. After the announcement that Mary Beth would be testifying, though, Linda also agreed to take a plea deal. In 2021, both Linda Roberts and Mary Beth Tomaselli pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. Mary Beth took her deal first, and she received 15 years in prison, and a month later, our younger sister Linda received 20. Both Linda and Mary Beth insisted that they had killed their father out of mercy. Oh, please. Yeah, they even referred to it as euthanasia. No. However, the people closest to him say that he was not unhappy. He still had a lot of le- life left to live, and he loved to spend it with people that he loved. Unfortunately, two of those that he loved considered him disposable. Yep. Which is jacked up. Yes, it is. Now, rather than it being some kind of mercy killing, most people connected to this case believe that they really just didn't want to take care of him 
And if you recall, his, like I said earlier, his girlfriend had been around before. So it seems like more like they just had really started to feel like they were having to do too much for him. And he was just going to get older. And in theory, he might even deal with this, this new cancer scale. If that was real, the new cancer lump would be also something that would require more care. And this way they could just get rid of him. Yeah. They, they killed him because it was, because he was inconvenient. Which, which is crazy because, yeah. like, again, having lost... At this point, I have lost a parent unexpectedly way too young. And I can't imagine just, like, killing them, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's 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 unbelievable. I can't... Yeah. yeah. It leaves a big hole. Like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with these people. Yeah. These two in particular. I mean, I know there's people whose parents are, like, insanely abusive or, like... Again, like, the people we see on, like, Evil Lives Here, I like that show. But, like, some of those parents, it's, like, that I would understand. I mean, like, the people who are, like, locking their kids in closets and, like, murdering their siblings and stuff. Like, okay. Like, yeah. But, like, a normal, again, a normal dad that had not done anything mean to them and they just didn't want to take care of him. That's messed up. Yep. Also, I should mention that they inherited some things from this. Not only would they have, like, the normal inheritance, but after he died, the siblings sold Anthony's condo. Now, they had a brother. There were three kids. And each one of them got $120,000 each from the sale of the condo. And $120,000 is... I mean, it's not enough money to murder somebody, in my opinion. But, I mean, it's a pretty good amount of money. And it's more than a lot of people receive on these life insurance policies for these people they are murdering. Yeah, that is a lot of money. I also just want to mention that their brother had no idea that any of this had happened. So, he was just, like, also a victim in this. Plus, also... As you know, we know that the girl who got, you know, dosed with sleeping pills was also another victim. One of the most shocking facts of this case, though, is that the sisters nearly got away with murder. If Linda had not tried to get her ex-boyfriend to, like, feel sorry for her by cracking and confessing that she felt guilty about this and her ex had not recorded her, they would probably still be free today. Yeah, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, even the police are like, this is basically the perfect murder. Like, nobody suspected them. If they had kept their mouth shut, they would have gotten away with it. Because his death was already declared natural, and he was cremated. So even if someone suspe- suspected them, there was no way to prove anything. Yeah. Because they used sleeping pills. It wasn't like they used something that could be traced back to them. Yeah. Like, even if you found a prescription for that, there's no evidence, Yeah. you exactly. know, that they did anything with it. Yeah. And also, I think that recording was very key, too, because... The, the ex-boyfriend had literally just broken up with Linda. And I think it's possible that he wouldn't have been believed so easily if it weren't for the fact that he had it on tape. Just because it's normal for people to kind of talk shit on each other. I mean, not, not to this level, I should say. Yeah. But it's like, we see that in true crime. Where people try to report their exes for crimes all the time. Like, on tip lines and stuff. Or they'll call and say, like, I know my ex-boyfriend did it. Just because, out of vindictiveness... It's not healthy or okay, but people do it. Yeah. So, like, I could see the cops being, being like, you know, incredulous here, especially since Anthony's cause of death was officially listed as natural causes by a doctor. So, it makes sense that they would be like, I don't know, that like, there's no evidence that he was even murdered. So, it's it's a miracle that this guy really thought to record her so that they could actually get these two women for murder. Also, I have one more big nugget here. 
on that recording, the original one, where Linda was confessing to the murder of her father, she also admitted to her ex-boyfriend that she wanted to kill her husband, too. What? Yeah. Wow. I know, right? This woman has no shame. No shame at all. I mean, it might be that she's trying to impress him, but I'm like... For all the guilt that she professes to have over killing her father. She seems to have no empathy at all. No empathy at all. Because, like, her dad, like, don't get me wrong. Even it's wrong to kill elderly people. And people sometimes do have a long time left to live. Even, like, one minute is important, though. And so, like, I mean, I do support euthanasia in existence in, in certain circumstances. Like, for people who are terminally ill and suffering and, like, they want that. But at the same time, like... I think that people should be able to live their entire lives unless they are trying, they're like overcome with illness. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. I don't think anyone should make that choice for them is what I'm trying to say. And I feel like this person definitely wanted, like Anthony was living, like he wanted to to live. Everyone agrees on that. And the fact that he wouldn't go into the assisted living facility, I think is also a big sign of that. Like he wanted to stay in his house where he planned to live. And so it's clear that he was had an, he was independent and wanting to do life on his own terms and that was taken away from him by his daughters but at the same time i could see how someone would feel less guilty about murdering someone who's 85 than murdering a husband who's like you know 20 years younger than that that's yeah. like the fact that she wants to murder the husband makes it so much worse in my opinion oh it makes it like, hugely worse it really indicates to me that like at no point was this a mercy killing. Like, she's just like that. Yeah, exactly. And she'll just eliminate anybody. That That's making her life inconvenient. Exactly. Yeah. Including possibly the daughter that they all drugged. Yeah, I mean, she clearly doesn't care about her. Yeah. For reals. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you don't do that to somebody you care about. No, you do not. I would never give you sleeping pills secretly. I would never secretly give you sleeping pills. Oh, I feel like, like... It's a miracle that our wedding vows were not all jacked up. <laughs> it's good that we got married. We got married, like, just so, I mean, some people probably figured out that we were married. I feel like we've mentioned it. But, like, we got married right before COVID. Like, February of 2020 points to us for that. We literally, whenever we went on our honeymoon, which was a cruise, they were already asking if people had been to Wuhan. And then by the time we got back, which was, like, five days later, it was, like, getting really covid out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I didn't it, have it made, time to change my name before the thingy. Yeah, it made landfall in the U.S. like not long after we got back. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I had been writing at, for my writing job. I had been working on a lot of COVID-related articles. Yeah. Like from the beginning, like when I first started the project, it was like just for our Chinese readers because like they would be translated to try, to Chinese. Like it, it anyway. But then like as I was going through edits. There was like it, like it got to Hong Kong and stuff, and like it would had spread to a couple more countries. And then I was like, oh my god! And then like once it got to like seven or eight countries, I was like, we're gonna get COVID is gonna be here. And people were trying to be like, Danielle, you're crazy. And I was like, no, like especially in Houston because we have an international airport that there's a lot of people that fly through here. And I was like, oh my god, the COVID's coming for us. And people were like, Danielle, you need to calm down. COVID's not gonna spread. It's not gonna come here. I was like, oh my god, it's a pandemic. I knew it in my heart, Aaron. I used to get so scared, y'all. I enjoy books about scary things, and I've read a couple of books that are set during the 
1918 or whatever flu pandemic or whatever and I remember like it's so scary and I was already like a lockdown bitch before I got here because when I'd be reading the book I was like girl just don't go outside and they're like I gotta go get groceries well I get flu today and I'm like no girl stay in your house just don't go anywhere then you won't get the flu or whatever and so I I remember as I was reading I was always like oh my god I hope I have to live through a pandemic there's like a part of me that was like you're going to I was like stop saying that inside scary voice and then like inside scary voice was right and the pandemic came and I was I was right to panic although maybe I shouldn't have panicked I don't know I panicked y'all I panicked hard I started quarantine like two days before everybody else did yeah you were right though you were right about yeah. all of that shit they canceled our improv that night and I was like they're canceling improv it's all <laughs> the virus is here and Aaron's just like I was supposed to perform that night and Aaron's like calm down it's everything's fine and then like two days later is when everyone was like we're gonna shut down for two weeks which was a fucking lie yeah two weeks my ass i thought it was really gonna be two weeks though yeah, we all did i know i was we like well i like i remember thinking like i think i could do one more week after this and then that, i was like why is the world still closed <laughs> i know right like everybody was like yeah we can do two weeks or three weeks that's fine yeah and then, or, or like i mean and then the I, I remember there were a lot of people who were like we can't survive two weeks of being closed the economy won't won't take yeah. it and all this and i was like two weeks lol and then back people at it. were like wearing crazy costumes to the store and stuff yeah that i remember it's like, weird yeah because for a while you couldn't find face masks so like i was wearing a bandana over my face yeah for a while. aaron wore a fancy spanish bandana from like his spanish right your spanish friend's wedding yeah and it was like from spain and we're like Oh, look. Yeah. Look, Spanish flu. It ties together, Aaron. Yeah. The 1918 Spanish flu. See, it's a reference. Yeah, if David ever listens to this, I didn't wear your wedding bandana over my face to co- protect me from COVID. Or shouldn't you be proud that your bandana was worn t- to protect from COVID, even though I don't think those actually worked at all? Oh, I'm sure it didn't. Yeah, but it was it was an it was a festive time for all of us. Yes, it was. It was not festive. It was the opposite of festive. I tried to turn our backyard patio into a pub during the pandemic. That's true. I don't know why we're talking about the pandemic, but yeah. But yeah, I tried to I tried that briefly, and I got I was putting out like I used my stimulus the first stimulus check. Aaron didn't get one, but I did. I used it to buy the like some like what's it called the cornhole things. Oh yeah, yeah, it's cornhole. Yeah. I right. used it to the, buy a cornhole. The beanbag toss. The beanbag toss cornhole thing. I used it for that. Neither one of us is very good. But I actually, actually got medium at cornhole. Because um, whenever I was at my director training for my theater job, we had to play cornhole. And I didn't like... Well, my partner actually was what drug us down. I was doing good. No offense if you listen to this, Ian. But like he did not make any of them. And I totally made some. I was like really proud of myself, TBH. And I feel like maybe it, it paid off from us having patio cornhole sometimes. Cause like you gotta get creative with your tosses. Like it's only fun for like about three minutes if you're at your in your in your backyard patio. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, it's more fun. You gotta spread it out. It's like bowling. If you try to do it all at one time, it's not fun. You gotta. That's why you have to get pizza or something. I cannot eat pizza because I'm allergic to gluten. But you can get something like some drinks or something, alcohol. Not all of it. Not beer. I can't have beer. But you know, like you gotta have it spread out or. You're gonna rush through your bowling, and then it's not gonna be fun. You got you gotta like make it last. Yep, that's it gets very repetitive true. otherwise. Same that's thing for cornhole. This is a philosophy that I'm spreading. 
But yeah, we played we played Connect Four on the patio. Yep. I try to bring games out there. I was like, it's like we're at a pub. It's not the same. We got a fire pit. Yeah. I put some lights out there. We had fun though. We watched a movie mm-hmm. on a screen. We have a projector now, so we can watch movies on the patio. <laughs> that was like it was like weird because living in Houston is kind of a fun place to live. It was more fun before the pandemic because we used to go and walk places and do things. And now I forgot how to do that somehow. Like, we live across the street from a British pub. So we have, like, literally have a neighborhood pub. And yet, like, before the pandemic, we would go there sometimes. But now it's like, I forget to go there. But anyway, this is me yammering on for fucking ever. But during the actual COVID times, it was a very big disadvantage to live in the city. Because we had higher rates. And also, everything was, like, off limits, basically. And we couldn't even, like, do dumb yard parties and stuff. That's true. Like, I was so jealous of the people with the yards. Oh, my, one of my friends had a pool. Oh, my God, the pool people, you guys were so just rubbing our faces the whole time. It's like, I don't care what kind of hell you have to go through to maintain a pool. It all was, was like, worth it for that, for that time. I was so jealous of the pool people. They were having their best lives. I don't know why we're talking about this. I'm sorry. I'm bringing the room down. But regardless, that is the situation. And we are about to go watch some more Fortune Fire. We would also like to express that we are less excited about the meat cutting on that show. And it gets, yeah, they it gotta gets stop more gross that. over time. Also, what is it with the pig butts? I know this is wrong. Y'all won't <laughs> understand unless y'all seen it. But why they got why are the pig butts like that? Like they look like butts. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I am weird. I'm freaked out by this. And they hang them. They hang. They have the pigs in there. I'm going back to be vegetarian. I was vegetarian for like over ten years, and now maybe I'll be pescatarian again. I feel guilty about the pigs, but also their butts are big. Like, it's distracting, and it makes me feel really bad because I can't stop noticing them. Like, I feel like I need to go up there, but he'd be like, hi, um, ignore all my other real problems. I just want to talk about the fact that these pig butts exist. And they're like, ma'am, no. Unless, like, that's a really bad thing to notice pig butts. <laughs> Is that the part of the pig that people like to eat? That is another question that I have. I don't know. Okay, something's wrong with me. That's what we've decided. Maybe I shouldn't judge Linda because <laughs> no, clearly I have a problem. No, you should absolutely judge Linda. Fuck that. I'm going to judge Linda lady. and myself right now. No, no, you are wonderful and perfect. Linda is a crazy evil murderer. Okay. Don't equivocate yourself to Linda. All right. Okay, listeners. Y'all are awesome. I'm sorry this is late. I've been having... A very insane month. It's been difficult. I finally, like, am slightly less... I'm mostly well. I was going to say slightly less sick. I'm mostly well. I'm not contagious. I haven't been contagious for a few weeks, but my voice is mostly back. I'm still coughing a little bit, but not that badly. And I have a lot of energy back compared to before. But I am, like, my, my writing job is running out. And then, like, I'm... Being laid off from it, I guess, is what you would call it. And then, I don't know, There's, I'm having some brother problems. It's just been a lot. It's been a rough month, you guys. Now we're in March, though. 
And, and March is going to be awesome. Is it? Yes. March is off to not an auspicious start. Hey, there's a lot of time for it to make it up. It's, All right. I, March has got this, I believe. In okay, it. well, we're going to go have alcohol. We're going to drink some wine. I managed to not get a margarita today, despite getting to go Mexican food from our, one of our favorite Mexican restaurants that also has very delicious margaritas to go, which is one good thing that came from the pandemic, is we can have to go alcohol now. So, yay, margaritas, but we didn't have one because I was trying to not get too drunk to record this. So, you're welcome. You're welcome, listeners. All right, peeps. We should let you go now. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.